You're listening to the Passive Project Podcast, where we dive into building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a mom of two and business strategist who has helped thousands of digital entrepreneurs with my programs and coaching. All right, let's do this. In order to get a lot of buyers for your online course, you need to create no-brainer pricing. Pricing can feel weird, counterintuitive, backwards, maybe sometimes feel a little bit icky. So instead of just pulling a number out of the sky or guessing or copying what someone else is doing, today I want to give you seven really specific things to think about so that you can put a price on your online course or digital product that you feel really confident and good about. Hey, I'm Gemma Bonham Carter. I help entrepreneurs just like you create, launch, and scale their online courses and digital products so that they can build out a freedom-driven business. All right, let's dive in to those seven things that you need to be considering when you price your digital product or online course. Number one is go ahead and compare yourself to the other options that are out there. So I want you to get a sense of what other people in your industry or niche are charging for similar kinds of offers. This isn't to tell you to dictate that you need to be, you know, less than them, absolutely not. All it's doing is providing you an understanding of what's going on in your particular niche in the marketplace. The next thing you can do is look at your online course and compare it to what it would cost for someone to work with you in a one-to-one capacity. So let's say you provide services for clients in a one-to-one capacity, but now your course is gonna teach people kind of how to do what you do for your clients, but it's in a one-to-many format now, right? It's an online course, maybe it's like a self-study or a group coaching program, whatever it looks like. The cost of your course is going to be less than what it costs to work with you one-on-one. So it needs to fit within those parameters. The third thing I want you to think about is identify what is the cost for your student to not solve that problem. So let's say you teach real estate agents how to land more clients and close more deals using Instagram, so using social media. What's the cost to that real estate agent if they don't figure that out, if they don't get a handle on really how to use Instagram to grow their business. They're gonna lose out on commissions, they're gonna lose out on new clients, they're gonna lose out on buyers for houses that they have for sale. So if you can start to speak to that and speak to the, like the, the cost to them of not solving that problem, that's gonna allow you to charge more for your course. So there's a cost to not solving the problem, The fourth thing is you can actually put a dollar amount on the time and frustration that your student is gonna experience by not solving that problem. So there's an actual dollar cost, like with our real estate agent example, but then there's also a cost in terms of time and headache and frustration. So what is that going to be for the student? So I'll give you an example. One of my students, she teaches in her course how to produce incredible videos for your business. She's a video production person. And her students tend to come to her feeling really frustrated because it takes them so much time and so much frustration to produce 
videos for their business, whether that's videos for social media, videos for their website, videos for their sales page, whatever it looks like. And so for her, if she can go and show her, show her potential student, listen, I know right now it's taking you three hours to produce a 25 minute video with my strategies and everything that I'm gonna teach you in my course, it's gonna take 45 minutes to produce that 25 minute video. And we're gonna save you whatever, two and a half hours for each video that you create. Suddenly I'm thinking to myself, man, if she's gonna save me that much time, that is so worth the money, right? The next level of this is, can you think about how much money will your potential student save by solving this problem? So let's carry on with that video example. Maybe they've got frustration and they spend a lot of time on their videos, but maybe it's that they're thinking of hiring out the video production for their business. So they're thinking of spending thousands of dollars a month to hire a video producer to come and do the videos. Well, if I can position my course as telling you that you're not gonna have to spend that money, that you're gonna be able to keep that money and save it, that's again, allowing me to give my course a higher price tag. The sixth thing we wanna do, which isn't really a question on how to give our program a cost, and it's more around how to increase the number of buyers for our program, and that is to offer a payment plan. So you might have a one-time pay in full price, let's say it's 600 bucks, but if you wanna increase the number of people who are gonna purchase, if you offer a payment plan option, like let's say three payments of 200, that is really going to make your course a lot more accessible for people and you're gonna see your conversion rate bump right up. And the seventh thing I want you to consider is yes, you can have the pay in full and the payment plan, but if you are able to anchor those against an even more expensive option, it makes those look like a really good deal. So if you have, let's say, the more expensive option of VIP tier of your offer, maybe that VIP tier comes with some one-to-one -one services from you, which are going to cost a lot more. If you can anchor it against that, then again, you're gonna see your conversion rates go up, even for your pay in full, because they're now saying to themselves, oh my gosh, okay, it's gonna cost you know, $3,000 to do the VIP option. I'm gonna take that pay in full and just do the self-study version, because now that $600 price tag is looking really good anchored next to the 3K. Is that making sense? So those are the seven things that you can start to consider when you're putting a price on your program. And some recommended price points that I have for you, we know this, if you've been in marketing for any length of time, you know that things that end in sevens or nines just tend to have an easier sellability. So something like 197, 397, 497, 997, things like that tend to fly off the shelves just a little faster than ones that end in zeros or twos or things like that. And the other thing to remember is as you're developing your online course and putting together this package that you wanna sell, keep asking yourself, how can I make this a no-brainer purchase for my student? What does it need to include? What do I need to speak to? How can I describe the results or the solution or the transformation for my audience so that this is a no-brainer. If you were to land on your own sales page, would you be clicking the buy button? 
Because if your answer is not a heck yes, you need to go back to that sales page, go back to that offer and start to improve it a little bit so that you feel like this is an amazing no-brainer offer too. All right, I have an incredible workbook that's going to help you walk through what we talked about today and even more questions that you can consider at a deeper level to give you a really good understanding of where your price for your course needs to land. So it's called the Online Course Pricing Guide. You can click below to get your free copy. It's about seven pages. And I want you to go download that and and it's gonna really help you work through that pricing question. The other thing I want you to remember, your price doesn't have to stay the same forever. You can give your course a price now and let's say a year from now when you've got tons of students through it, you have all these testimonials and case studies of people who've gone through and had amazing results, you can increase the price. So don't feel like you always need to stay at that one price that you decided on the very first time. Pricing is fluid and flexible and you can let it ebb and flow. All right, go grab that pricing guide. Let me know in the comments below what you're pricing your course at. If you have any follow-up questions, pop them in there and I'd be happy to answer. Make sure to click the subscribe button too so you never miss a video. That's it for me today. I will see you next time. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would be crazy grateful if you would leave a rating or review on iTunes or whatever podcast streaming service you're listening to this on. It helps a ton with getting the show seen and heard by a larger audience. And if you want to connect with me over on Instagram, you can find me at Gemma.BonhamCarter. Take a selfie of you listening to the show and tag me on stories. I would love to share it out with my audience. I'll see you next time on the Passive Project Podcast.